responsible for how they vote. You're just responsible for saying, hey, here's some things you might not have thought about. Here's a perspective you might not have thought about. Here's some questions you might consider asking. And then your job's done. You don't need to browbeat them. Right. You know, they're accountable for their vote and you need to pray for them in that. So we should be a resource. We are not their parent, not their conscience. Right. That's a, such a good point. Yeah. And one of the things I realized, too, when we went to Nashville is they are. They're people. They're That's people right. just like us. That's right. Welcome to Mid-South Viewpoint. My name is Shelley Sumner, CEO of Life Choices of Memphis, and I have the honor and privilege of guest hosting for Byron Tyler today. This is such an honor for me to be able to be on Mid-South Viewpoint and help host this amazing show. And with me in the studio, I have three lovely ladies who are some of my dearest and closest friends in the ministry. Rachel Davis, who is our Director of Community Relations. Welcome, Rachel. Hello. And we have the the beautiful and refined and poised, she's rolling her eyes at me, Karen McNeil. Welcome, Karen. I wish you could see my eyes in the back of my head. I don't know you do that, but thank you for having me today. Karen serves faithfully and has for 35 years our ministry at Life Choices, so very, very much we love Karen. Thank you. And then we also have Alexis Brown. Welcome, Alexis. Thank you. Alexis would never give herself any accolades, but she mm-hmm. is incredible. She's Alexis so cool. is so cool. Like I'm get to be friends I hang with, out with a cool kid. No. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that I get to say I'm friends with you is just oh, you're sweet. Likewise. Cool. So Alexis spends a lot of time in Nashville, but she is not a lobbyist. She is not anything official except she would call herself a concerned citizen, just a citizen and a mom. There you go. And she has been a champion of ours and a champion for all conservative ideals for years mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. Capitol. And we are just so thankful to have you on the show as well, Alexis. Thank you. Welcome. Thanks for having me. So I want to kick <laughs> off the show talking just a little bit about our state. What's going on in the public arena? What does that look like for the average listener who isn't quite familiar with Nashville and that whole legislation, which I know I wasn't when I became CEO and y'all took me to Nashville for the first time. I (laughs) remember. Oh, my goodness. First of all, it was amazing to see, but it was also exhausting. It's exciting. It's exciting. Okay. It's exciting. (laughs) Rachel. Right? Depending on your personality, you can either be exhausted or just totally fired up. And Rachel was fired up. Shelly was exhausted. (laughs) But tell us a little bit about what that looks like, Alexis. So you want me to just go over a 30,000 foot view of what's going on? Yeah, that'd be great. Topic wise, what's going on in Nashville is a little bit of life legislation. We've got Senator Briggs, who wants to add fetal anomalies to our life laws. Mm -hmm. I think he's filed a caption bill on that because I cannot find the actual words. Mm -hmm. Um, And a caption bill. Thank you. Tell us what that is. A caption bill is... The Tennessee law is found in books called Tennessee Code Annotated, and each title is a different topic. And what a caption bill does is it's like a bookmark in that topic, that title. 
because they might not have had the wording ready yet or they don't want lobbyists to get a hold of it. There's multiple reasons. I've had a caption bill before because we didn't have the wording ready. But anyway, you placeholder that topic. And then as it gets closer to being put on notice, which means being heard in committee, mm-hmm. they'll file the amendment in the committee, which has the actual wording. Gotcha. Interesting. Yes, but sometimes that's a strategy, especially if they're trying to hold something that's controversial to the end of the session so it won't have the opportunity to be challenged. Right. So that the lobbyists can't come in and lobby them for mm-hmm. it. And there are many, many caption bills this session, mm-hmm. many, many caption bills, which as a citizen, we're at a disadvantage unless we've got some legislator that the minute that gets filed and you can sign up through the House to get those amendments sent to you. But I seem to have a glitch in mine. <laughs> oh, what's <laughs> that? They flagged you somewhere. Um, You're blackballed. <laughs> it just it doesn't seem to get to me. I'm not sure quite what's going on there. Well, you know, one of the things that I've learned from going to Nashville with Alexis, and it's the spirit of our ministry, is how important relationships are. Yes. And so when you mentioned that it's so helpful to have a legislator there that can Mm. watch these things, that's why it's so important for us to be there, is to develop those relationships so that when a piece of legislation that affects our ministry, which would be adoption or sex education laws or abortion, that we have a friend there that will say, hey, heads up, you Mm -hmm. need to watch this. Well, and also the reason you want to have those relationships is a lot of times people campaign on pro-life platforms, but when you get down to the nitty gritty details, they might be influenced by fetal anomaly or Mm, life of the mother. And so they need to be equipped as to why those are not reasons for life. And it's something that should come naturally through that relationship Mm -hmm. and not as a dump right when that bill comes out and you know got a million things coming. You should already have that relationship where you're saying, hey, I hear the buzz. This is what's going on. But let me tell you why biblically that is not right and help them be equipped and to ask good questions and committee to poke holes in various things that are being said. That's one thing I realized when I went with y'all is I'm probably the average citizen that I want to stay involved. I want to be aware, but I'm also intimidated a little bit with the political scene. And, you know, sometimes it's like a dirty word when you say politics or congressman and that kind of thing. I think people are afraid to delve into that. But what I realized when I went with y'all is how important it is as a believer to stay involved and to stay informed so that we can stand for truth because there are things slipping through the cracks if we're not vigilant and careful with that. If we don't speak up, first, biblically, it's demonstrated all through Scripture how various leaders address their political leaders. But if we don't speak up and help equip them and give them the tools, then who will? Yeah, and I think that one of the things that was astonishing to me years ago when I began to go is there might be, what, 1,500, 1,300 bills that are filed in a session. And there is no way that my pro-life legislator can read and know all of the nuances of all the things that he has to read before he votes. And so what we want to do is have enough of a relationship with him that he comes to us and says, oh, I know that you've read this bill. Tell me what your eye gate says, how you see this through your own eye gate. How is it going to affect life choices? How is it going to affect 
the women that you minister to, so I'll know how to vote on it. Right. That's such a great point and just a great, I guess, thought process, right? Because I think somewhere along the line, those who serve as our legislators, they have forgotten, I think, that they work for us. Mm-hmm. And coming to us about whatever your issue, you know, I, I know that sitting around here with you, ladies, I'm passionate about life issues. Mm-hmm. It's it's personally affected me, but it's also a part of the job that I do. Alexis, I know you've done some other things with education, and that's something that's very important to you. And I just love, Karen, what you said about how if they come to us and it equates over so many different subjects, mm-hmm. right? I just love that. I love that thought, that relational aspect. And one of the reasons we have really pushed life choices to get back into this arena, if we are the leaders, and we are, our ministry is a leading ministry, Mm. then if somebody has in the general public, maybe a donor or a constituent or something, has a question about pro-life legislation and the laws in the state, and they call life choices, I want there to be somebody on our staff who can answer that question Yes, immediately, knowing keeping their finger on the pulse of what affects the everyday business of our ministry. So that's why I'm so excited that y'all are excited about going (laughs) and and doing this work because it Mm. is important to us. Yeah. When you look at their day, the legislator's day, Mm. typically they give you 15-minute allotments for your appointment with them. All throughout every day, 15 minutes, every 15 minutes, this one's talking about sidewalks, and this one's talking about life, and this one's talking about natural assets, and this one's talking about agriculture, and this one's talking about the voucher bill. Mm -hmm. How on earth can they know all of that? It's very difficult. And so if you would build yourself as somebody that whatever your passion is and take that passion and build yourself as a credible resource, you know, it's very important that you're a credible resource. And also that when you present that information to them, that's all you're to do. You're not responsible for how they vote. You're just responsible for saying, hey, here's some things you might not have thought about. Here's a perspective you might not have thought about. Here's some questions you might consider asking. And then your job's done. You don't need to browbeat them. Right. You know, they're accountable for their vote and you need to pray for them in that. So we should be a resource. We are not their parent, not their conscience. Right. That's such a good point. And one of the things I realized, too, when we went to Nashville is they are their people. They're people just like us. That's right. They're doing the best they can to be as knowledgeable as they can on all that's put before them. But you're right. It's all over the place Mm -hmm. from all the different regulations around hunting to agriculture to life issues to education issues all of that is being thrown at them Mm -hmm. when they're in session they need to be prayed for absolutely they They really do i wouldn't want that on my plate and we need to let them know that i'm reminded of a, a situation years and years ago where i went in to visit one of our friends somebody who i knew was friendly to our issue but i didn't know him very well and i really wanted to start a relationship with him and i sat there waiting for my appointment and I could hear that the people that were there before me were I can't I think they were on education issues and they were really really hammering him hammering Mm -hmm. him and when it came my turn and I came in he expected the same thing from me that he Mm -hmm. got from them Mm -hmm. and and I said wait a minute 
I just wanted to come in and tell you how much I appreciated you. Wow. And I wanted to That's offer, right. because he was from our area, I wanted to offer him our radio program and say, we'd love to have you come and be a guest on our radio program. It is the true no-spin zone <laughs> where you can really tell the people that are here to vote for you how you feel about things. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, I spend my day with people fussing at me. And he mm. said, it's just so refreshing to have somebody come in that would just say thank you and offer me an opportunity. Yeah. And so, you know, there are a lot of ways that we can influence. But I think the winsomeness that I've seen, especially from Alexis, of just, hey, I'm here to help. I love that. About, and I've learned Sometimes they don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes we all say no yes. to the people that try to yeah. help us, don't we? Yes. Yeah. Can we talk for a minute? Because this all sounds really complicated. Yeah. I would like for you ladies to just take a second um, because we kind of, when Shelly and I said, hey, you know, yeah, we'd love to help Byron out as he's at the convention and we're going to help do the show. And it's really about women who are just making a difference where they are. And so... Do you guys have a political science degree? Did you grow up in Washington? I mean, how were you equipped to do this? Disclaimer, I already know the answer to this question, you guys. However, I think that it's important because a lot of people listening don't know where to start. It's been made such a figment. It's been made something that's unattainable to real people and the -hmm. the everyday citizens who are just trying to get through the get through, you know? How do you, as as just a lay person learn and do and grow in this area. I can get mine over real quick because I want you to speak to that because this is really your life. But for me, I grew up in a. (laughs) (laughs) For me, I just grew up in a a, with a mother that was politically interested, and so Mm -hmm. she handed that down to me. And then when I joined Life Choices, it was at a time where there was a lot going on politically, and the ministry was very involved politically, along with uh, an organization that a lot of our listeners are familiar with from the past called Flair. And as a staff person from Life Choices was also always on the board of FLAIR. And Leslie Stainbrook Phillips and I served both at Life Choices and on the FLAIR board. And the FLAIR board did a lot of lobbying, citizen lobbying, Mm. not lobbying for an organization or for the support of an organization. So when I came to Life Choices, I really came with a political bent. And then I was overcome by the desire to help. So my political bent moved more into the ministry part. But I was able to do both. And that's what I've loved about it is Mm -hmm. being able to do both. But tell how you got involved. And please tell about how involved you are on every session. Well, and if you don't, I'll tell it. (laughs) (laughs) We'll Um, brag on you, Alexis. I don't don't know. I, I, I think it's quirky that I enjoy it. Who likes to read laws? Who can't wait to go home and read laws? Like, that's crazy. I would rather do that than cook dinner any day. (laughs) Um, I've just been involved my whole life. My parents have been politically involved. My dad and my mother have both been very involved campaign-wise. My sister Mm -hmm. has run numerous campaigns in Shelby County of great leaders we've had in our past. And it's just been a way of life. Mm -hmm. When my kids started walking, 
they started campaigning. I mean, I can remember Hallie campaigning when she was two in the hot July sun. And I'm like, just one more house and we'll go get a popsicle. (laughs) Just one more house. It's just the way of life. Mm -hmm. And it has come and gone depending on how much time I've had. But my kids have been involved. We have taken them all over the country through Generation Joshua and campaigned for various people. Some I'm extremely proud to have campaigned for. It's just a way of life. And, And to be really honest, I just do it. So I really don't know. And I know that for the average person, you know, they're like, well, how do you do it? (laughs) You just read and and build yourself as a resource and relationships. And a phrase that I love is duty is ours, results are his. And that's by John Quincy Adams. Oh, say that again. Say that again. Duty is ours, results are his. I love that. John Quincy Adams. And it's incumbent on us to speak truth. Mm. And be the light. And then the results are what God's going to do in their hearts. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes we see fruit, sometimes we don't. That's my favorite story. So Mm. it really is freeing to know it's not on you. It gets very frustrating sometimes. But at the same time, how many times has the Lord tried to teach us things that we haven't responded to Mm. for a long time? And, you know, it's, it's constantly planting seeds. But tell also, Alexis, about how you've resisted being associated with particular organizations and how that is freeing. But I think it startles people, especially the legislators. They do. You're exactly right. Because they're always like, well, who are you with? (laughs) Who are you with? And they can't get past that, like, I'm this homeschool mom that comes up here on my own time, on my own money, you know, and pays the $50 fee to park in the garage or whatever. (laughs) I'm just a citizen, and I I don't want to be affiliated on purpose. Um, I've been approached by people, you ought to start an organization. You know, if I start an organization, then I can't go up and lobby because I've only got so much time. I know it is our scriptural duty to be involved. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's all through scripture. It is shown all through scripture. Every topic that we deal with is in Scripture. Mm. So when I talk to pastors and I, and I tell pastors, hey, you know, keep speaking on what you're speaking on and don't let people tell you don't speak on it. Because think about marriage. Think about man and woman. Think about taxes. Think about killing. Where is it? It's in Scripture. Mm. The standard yeah. is set. So why is this a political issue? It's not. It's a moral, it's a humanities That's right. issue, mm-hmm. not just political. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the things that we've talked about, I think every trip we take, one of the things that we talk about that simplifies things is if you are lobbying on principles, then that's all it's about. Mm-hmm. If you know what Scripture says about specific things, then you don't have to get in the really in the weeds. Right. Killing is wrong. Mm-hmm. Stealing is wrong. Taxes that are abused are wrong. Helping to remind them of that. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, years ago when I was working, um, trying to prevent Common Core from being in our state, um, I learned, and that was, what, 2010, 2011, that I was working on that. At that time, I learned that for every citizen that comes up there, there there's 65 lobbyists. Wow. Wow. So how am I going to have any kind of voice Well, it's a lot of work, ladies, and I'm not sure that I've arrived, but I just keep going, keep doing what the Lord asked me to do. And I I, I pray constantly, Lord, if you don't want me to do this, shut the door. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not going to try to push a door open. I love that. So I think we should take a few minutes and talk about how and where you need to get started if you're listening. One, if you're not registered to vote, 
get registered to vote. Absolutely. Is that where you'd say is a good spot to start at, ladies? Absolutely. How can we have a educated voice in this if we are not a part of the process? Mm-hmm. So one step, get registered to vote. Two, would we say that maybe the next great step is find out who your representatives are? You can Google, right? Find my legislators. Tennessee, find my legislators. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and figure out who they are. I think even maybe your third step is going to be practice emailing them and just saying thank you for doing what you do. Thank you for being in the public arena for us. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that you have to jump in with, you know, into the deep end with an issue that you've just, you know, devoured a bill on, but you really have no clue what you're talking about. Just start with a simple thank you. And I'm praying for you. You know, when I tell people that I'm praying for them, I really hope my heart's intent is coming across that. I'm praying for them, not as like, bless your heart, yeah. or, or as a like, <laughs> God's watching you. Yes. Right, yeah. right, right. Their job is so difficult. Yes. Mm-hmm. It is very difficult. And many of them have real jobs. Exactly. Is, that's what's amazing to me is that even though they do get a stipend or whatever. 27000 <laughs> That they wow. are volunteering a lot of time. You know, and one of the things that I want to say that might make it a little easier, but it's a little scary, too. If they're an incumbent, if they've been there a long time, their website will give you an idea of where they stand on the issues. But having a personal conversation with them to go deeper into where they really stand on things is so helpful. And most of them, if they want to get elected, they're going to do that with you. Mm -hmm. So how do you build that relationship is the big key question. Mm -hmm. And there's all kinds of free events. You don't have to go to a fundraiser and pay $1,500 to go to the fundraiser. You can just go to town halls, all kinds of patriotic events. There's events all of the time. Yeah. And, you know, I've been following one legislator here and he really uses his Facebook page effectively. Mm -hmm. He talks about what the issues are that are important to him. And then if he's filed a piece of legislation, he puts that on his Facebook page about what was behind it. And then you can read it there. Or if he is communicating with somebody in, in our city or our county about a particular issue, he lets you know that. Boy, does that make things easy? Yeah, you know, it really does. And, and then it opens up a conversation that you can have with them. I do want to mention that there are some organizations that I get a lot of information from, and we've highlighted them here at Bot Radio Network over the year. And I would say one would be Family Action Council of Tennessee with David Fowler. Another would be Bobby Petray's Group yeah. Eagle Forum, and you may have some that you you know, really would like to highlight here where people can get good information. Well, and there's always organizations that are topic specific. Yeah. Right. You know, mm-hmm. there's the Tennessee Right to Life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and they're having their Day on the, the Hill, Hill is March coming 19th. March 19th. Yeah, that's right. You can go on their website and sign up. But then there's Tennessee Firearms Association. I mean, there is every topic yeah. has an organization. <laughs> and I know Tennessee stands with Gary Humble. Right. And Conservative Christians of Tennessee yes. has a radio program here yep. on Fridays. Yep. And Sean and Matthew. Yes. And I would say, listen to these programs. Mm-hmm. I yes. love Bot Radio Network for their teaching programs mm-hmm. and their biblical teaching programs. But I think it really rounds out the network to have these things. And I'll tell you why. 
because when we first got involved, it was very difficult for me to find anything that really talked about what was going on legislatively in Tennessee. Yes, we it's could always hear federal. federal. Yes, you know, but yeah. it was really hard to find anything that told me what was going on, not just in our own state, but in our own county. What Bot Radio Network has offered with their programming, their local programming, is an opportunity for us to know what's going on here locally, and I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but back to relationship. Just yes. build a relationship, and you don't have to do it with everybody. You know, the Lord will open some doors for some people. It'll be a lot easier to build a relationship with them because they're more gregarious than there are others where it's like pulling teeth. But just pray about it. The Lord will open the door. I love Did that. I make it too simple? No, it really I is simple. Nope, I mean, it's just like it. the disciples. It's all about relationship. Mm-hmm. It's all about relationship. Mm-hmm. If you'd like to learn more, I think a good place to start also is just going to Tennessee.gov, TN.gov. Isn't that the website? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can click on government. That'll take you to the General Assembly mm-hmm. part. And you can follow bills. There's a little section there where you can put the bills that you're interested in, and it'll keep it updated as what's going on with that bill. I learned that last year. Lexus taught me how to do that on the <laughs> website before I went. So maybe we should just give out your phone number, Alexis. <laughs> that would that be good. Wants to get plugged in. I do. Can, I mean, I love love to take people up there and show people the ropes and mm-hmm. let them see and network and introduce because they're just people. They're doing their best. There's a lot on their plate. And it's our job to be a resource. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Duty is ours. Results are God's. Results, results are his. Are his. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's you want to know great... about that story? Yes. Do we have the time? We've got a couple minutes left. Okay. Go ahead well, and share. John Quincy Adams um, was president, but then he was legislator after that and spoke for numerous years. I think it was 17 or something like that against slavery. Mm. They um, had a gag order on him because they were like, you cannot talk about slavery. We're tired of talking about slavery. You can talk about other things. You cannot talk about that. He just kept trying, kept trying, kept trying. And someone walked up to him and asked why he continues after all these years, why he continues, because there's been no fruit. There's been no evidence of it sinking in. And he said, duty is ours, results are his. In other words, he knew it was his job to speak truth. Mm -hmm. But here's the awesome thing. He mentored someone, which is that biblical or what? That's, you know, discipleship. He mentored someone and that mentor, mentoree was Abraham Lincoln. Oh, Oh, that's awesome. Wow. Isn't that awesome? Yes. That's encouraging. That's a great place to end the show for sure on that quote because... What an incredible story and what an incredible encouragement to know that our lives can make a difference and we can influence others for the Lord as the Lord guides. Thank you all so much for joining our show, Mid-South Viewpoint. Thank you, Byron, for letting us take over for the show today. Thanks for tuning in. Everybody have a wonderful day. 